Sports Web Podcast today is why the NBA is the sports league best to best equipped to succeed in this moment. But before we get into that, into more detail on that, I posed the question at the end of the first segment. And that question was, <clears throat> will the team that wins the NBA championship this year in this abridged season, will there be an asterisk or should there be an asterisk next to their name? What do we say, folks? Okay. You want me to start over? You right. can start, yeah. I say absolutely 100% no. I feel as though it be, should be special because the, um, what's going on in the world, the pandemic and the coronavirus and everything, I feel as though that should be a little special, extra special added to their championship. Because all the, the training, the stopping, the stoppage of, of going back to finish playing the last eight games. So make a long story short, I feel as though it should be special for that, for that special team. Regardless who won the chip, it should be special added to them. You know, you can tell your grandkids, you know what, we won it in 2020. Uh, let's say, God forbid, let's say the, the Wizards won. We won it in 2020. It was a special, special championship. Why was it so special, um, uh, Grandpa? Because we, it was a, a, a virus going on that year. All sports stopped that year. And when we went back to continue playing basketball, we went on a hot streak. We were hey, even allowed to be in You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think it should be special. A little special. Um, <laughs> I feel like... It should not have an asterisk, though. I don't think it should have an asterisk yeah. either. I feel like the yeah, for people like yeah, like I, I don't think it should be special because of um, what we went through mm-hmm. because it was unexpected. Yeah, so people have fought through it. But the reason, another reason, I don't feel it should be special right. is because of the fact that uh, there no because of the fact that. It stopped, and there's mixed opinions about people starting up again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got some players that want to play, and you got others that are right. maybe not wanting to play. Like, you know, like we said, the size, uh-huh. the two different sides. Right. So I don't think it should be special, and I also, on the other hand, don't think that there should be an asterisk um, next placed chip. next right. to the championship either because it's still a championship. Um, they had to play it. Uh, again, we had this before, that one fifty year when they had the strike or whatever, mm-hmm. and the San Antonio Spurs won it in that 50-game season. Right. And everyone talked a lot about that, saying that uh, they didn't really play the whole season. But mm-hmm. it was means beyond their control. Right. Um, it was labor issues. They had a strike, and then they came back. Mm-hmm. Same thing with this. There were it was a big, bad virus, a pandemic, if you will. Right. Um, Situation was out of their control, so they had to stop. They were forced to stop. But again, I do applaud everyone, all the players that are intending to play in this restart. Um, I definitely, uh, definitely commend them for that. Uh, I also think that this championship will mean a lot more to some of the players who if when they win it is due to the fact of how it came about so i think it will mean more on that side of things but i don't think it'll be anything really special for them um with that 
you know, being said, we can talk a little bit about up, what what's possibly expected. Uh, so there were a lot of expectations for a lot of teams going in that has that have obviously obviously been changed uh, right now. Right. Um, they they have definitely been changed. Like you know, they, the Lakers were a top team. The Clippers were favorites to win it all. The Sixers were in the mix, and you know what happened with them. They had their right. decline before the stoppage of play. Right. But a lot of things have changed. And now one of the things that you mentioned, and Carl mentioned it, he brought it up on your live feed, that the Sixers, and I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, that a lot of people are believing that this shortened season with these eight games and this moving in and this hiatus right. is is built for the Sixers to make a surprise to a lot of people and possibly end up winning the championship yeah, yeah, me, in this I, season. Can I ask a quick question for you? We're going to get mm-hmm. off my topic. Who, what two teams do you think is going to help or hurt? What you think? Just, just throw a team. I think it's going to hurt Portland because hurt I think it's going to hurt Portland. Um, I think the Lakers are going to want to suffer some hurt because of some other aspects, it's not just because of the system. They're deep, they're deep. Uh, I think, I think with the situation with players not attending, right, right, right. it is going is going to pose right. a problem right. for for the Lakers. Right. Um, I think it's going to help Milwaukee. the. No, I don't think it's going to help Milwaukee. They ain't, they ain't going to win I think it's going to help teams like Portland mm-hmm. and teams like Phoenix, who. How about the Sixers? Well, I just said the Sixers. That, that's a yeah. dip. But I mean, yeah. like. The Sixers were in the mix anyway. Yeah, They're yeah, already sure. set in the playoff sure. spot. Yes. But I think it's going to help, like I said, those teams like the Phoenix Suns and the Portland Trailblazers who are mm-hmm. fighting for that spot. Right. Who can make a statement by coming back in this pandemic or Sorry, through yeah. the, during this pandemic, mm-hmm. coming back and fighting and putting in the effort and fighting and getting those spots in the right. playoffs, right. which – if we had continued the season, it's a strong possibility with right. their schedules that they could have been bounced out. I'm so enjoy it, man. I'm this I think I think it's going to be good for them. July thirtieth to uh, start that. Yeah, July thirtieth it starts. Yeah, so watching. now we move in to why the NBA is the sports league best equipped to succeed in this moment. So I have a lot of things that I could say as to why. Um, mm-hmm. but I got Frank here with me today. Yes, sir. So mm-hmm. let's see what he has to say about that. So, Frank, yes, sir. if any reasons, why do you think, or why would you think that the NBA is the best league right now to succeed in during this moment of a pandemic? You talk about everything on ESPN and, and everything. They're prepared. It's just like anything in life. They, if you prepare yourself and the consequences with this pandemic going on, this crisis, whatever, people are far like flies. Um, I feel as though they're the best. Of the four sports, they're the best. They're preparing for this, this pandemic, the, the case. All the, mm-hmm. uh, the testing going on, the quarantine. If a player gets wide in the bubble, before getting the bubble, they... Uh, Test test positive, they can go into a quarantine for fourteen days. I, I feel as though they they're, they're the best to prepare for this of all four teams. Now the football, they had a little more time on their hands to prepare, but basketball, they say basketball and hockey is close second. 
So to answer your question, I think basketball is the number one because they already had something placed anyway. Well, it wasn't in place. They had to fight. Yeah, yeah. They had to struggle and work at it. They had to work at it. They're ready. I feel to get it done. That don't mean a person ain't gonna test positive before they go. Well, they got twenty five people that tested positive since June twenty fifth. Exactly. But I'm saying, far I feel as though they're gonna. They like they said on first take. They said the guy Max. He said he feels though they gonna their best team to crown a champion. Mm -hmm. The crown a champion. Well, I feel that I look at it like this in my sight um, as far as. With the NBA mm-hmm. and, and their setup, mm-hmm. like I've been saying the past several weeks, mm-hmm. in my opinion, they have done their due diligence. Mm-hmm. They are the team that have went ahead and uh, went a step above and presented or looked for possible issues that could come up and already now are putting contingency plans in place if any of these issues um, arise. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that, and also with their idea of having that bubble initially, um, I I thought that that was a smart idea for them. Not so much because they're controlling the players um, and what they're moving and everything like that. the, The main priority is the safety issue. And they didn't want to just scrap the season. So they wanted to play. They wanted to finish the season out because they wanted to crown the champion. Mm -hmm. And the way that the season was going, was going pretty good as far as ratings and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, the competition, the competitiveness of Mm -hmm. the league was was thriving at the moment. Mm -hmm. And, again, they have done a lot of things that other leagues have not done mm-hmm. to prepare themselves. Um, they, they've they even mixed in some leeway for the players. Like, if they leave, you know, the bubble, they got to get tested and everything like that. Same thing yeah. is the regular stuff. Mm-hmm. But when they're with someone else, like in their dining area for their team, they don't have to wear masks. They don't have to wear the mask in their rooms. You know, they can't go, they can't visit each other's rooms. But... Yeah. The simple thing is a lot of these guys are still in tune um, social media. So you don't necessarily have to be in my room to talk to me. There's been Zoom uh, conferences. These guys are are very um, avid gamers, so they can go online and talk to each other and play games, (laughs) things of that nature. So they have things in place where they don't feel like they're being imprisoned. Um, Each team has their own dining area in their right. facility, their own cooking staff. So right. it, it's set up where they're taking every safety precaution that they possibly right. can to have a successful season. So I definitely think that they are the best uh, to succeed because we saw the mess, the fiasco it took to get baseball a potential season. Uh, hockey has pretty much scrapped the remainder of their season. They're going to jump right into the playoffs. When they start, Dave? I'm not when sure when they start, but they're going to scrap games and go right into the oh, playoffs. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, okay. Football yeah, a is, has a little bit more time to work things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shawana says Kurt, Kurt, these up, type of privileges are available right, for the WNBA. Kurt, I, I totally um, 
agree and respect that comment, Shawana. Thank you for adding that in. Yes. And I hadn't got into much detail about that, but, but I'm glad you brought that up. The WNBA has a bubble set up as well, mm -hmm. but they don't have, like the stuff that I just mentioned, and Shawana just mentioned that to me as gotcha. I mentioned it, mm -hmm. they don't have those same privileges or those same luxuries. Mm -hmm. um, they don't have that ring. So, of course, again, we say the w, the NBA is probably going to be the, the league to best succeed or best equipped right. because of their preparation. Mm -hmm. But we've talked about this prior. I think it was last year before the NBA, WNBA um, restructured and got a new collective bargaining agreement. Mm -hmm. It was a step for them. I don't think it's done. Mm -hmm. I think a lot more still needs to be done for the WNBA. Yeah. And this moment that we're in right now, I think it is a prime example, and I think it shows that the NBA should be a lot more involved in what they are right. with their sister organization, the WNBA. Yeah. Uh, because they tried to make a comparison about female athletes and male athletes, but at the same time, at the end of the day, they're all professional athletes. Right. They're all getting paid to play. And the WNBA, like the NBA, best players in the world are all competing. Mm -hmm. So there needs to be a lot more honing in from the big brother, the NBA, uh, and assisting and getting some things right for their sister organization, the WNBA. And I know that's a whole different thing. We can talk about that, like, a lot. Um, we can have we can almost have a whole show oh, yeah. on that topic as oh, well, yeah. and like Tawana just said, absolutely. But what I just said, and she said, there's no difference. Mm -hmm. It's the same type of thing. It's a business, but you have professional athletes that are being paid for their services, and I think they need to be respected a lot more than what they are. Right. So, let's get into this a little bit more detail and talk about why we feel the NBA is equipped to be the best league or to have the most success in this uh, time of trial. So we all know that we're still in a pandemic, but more recently we've been engulfed in the racial issues or the racial tension yeah. that is definitely going on around us. Country, yeah. yeah, definitely. So I want to start there and I want to say another reason why I feel that the NBA is the league that will succeed or the league set be, league set up to be uh to succeed is the fact that in this climate for one you have a former NBA player and Steven Jackson, and shout out to him for his continuous shout fight mm -hmm. for race for for equality no, for Steve, African Americans. Yeah. Uh, first of all, you have him, mm -hmm. and his voice, very prominent voice, very loud voice, oh, yeah. and I mean that in a very very strong and positive way when I say loud, because I was at the mm -hmm. rally here yeah. Juneteenth, and again he made the statement that this fight is personal for him. Yeah because he lost someone that was very, very close to him. Yeah. And I, I get that. And after being there and talking with him as briefly as I did face-to-face, -face, I understood a lot more mm -hmm. where his heart is and where his voice is yeah, yeah. with this situation and where his fight is with this situation. Yes, 
And last week, actually, I wore the George Floyd T-shirt. That was my shirt of the day last week. So I think along with that, the NBA has players that come from the same types of places myself, Frank, and Steven Jackson come from. We were privy to a lot of this racial in- insensitivity for most of our lives. And like I continually mention, doesn't matter. It doesn't discriminate. So it can be as we are, myself and Frank here, the working man doing our podcast or whatever, stretches all the way up to the NBA, to the movie stars. It's no level. It's the only level, the only common level is all of our skin is dark. It's the only common level in the situation. And I just feel like the NBA, the players there are more in tune. They were out at rallies. Their platforms. Um, they're using their platforms yeah. a lot more yeah. than other athletes are. Right. The NFL players have done videos. Major League Baseball mm-hmm. players have done videos and done Zoom right. conferences. But so far, and and I'm not saying that they haven't been because I just haven't been privy to any of that information yeah. as of yet. Right. But NBA players have been witnessed and been photographed and been seen at rallies expressing their opinion uh jalen brown drove for hours to go to a rally who's the guard for the what's the name atlanta atlanta what's the light symbol with the curly what's the name uh trey young trey young was in in. Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. tobias harris was here in philly in the rally the peaceful rally initial rally following the george floyd um murder when Steven Jackson came, and I'll say this again every time I mention this, he came, he's doing, he's going around the country mm-hmm. speaking in this fight for equality for African Americans. They're walking the walk. <laughs> and he came to Philly. Again, I say it all the time. He came to Philly, and he said it. He came to Philly because he's going to places where he knows where yeah. people will make noise. Mm-hmm. People made some noise. And again, I said last week, after the rally and the week right following the rally. Mm. As long as I have this podcast going on, as long as I have this voice and this platform, I will express everything that I can in support of the movement. (laughs) And I was there, excuse me, on Juneteenth. So I know what it's about. I know the fight. And like I said, I'm also an African-American. Grew up in in the inner city. So I've seen it. I know what goes on. I understand it. But... I think that the NBA, all the way across the board now, and I think about it, is just more in tune with what's going on. And and when I say that, that segment, that little quote right there, that words right there, is going to lead me into something specific when I talk about the NFL stuff in a few minutes. But I don't know about close second with the NFL. I don't. With if, the, we the about, if we talk about if we talk about the four major sports, right? I'm talking as far as that video they did. With the, yeah, it, even even with that video, that again, nice. like it, 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 I'm not taking away. Yeah, I'm not yeah. taking away from that video. The video was a good video. Yeah, 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 it was a good video. Right, right. I, I appreciated the you know the the, the effort. Yeah. But if I had to rank these leagues, 
in one through four as far as where they are um and as far as in tune with the movement and making statements in support of the movement or possible ways of trying to help the movement i go nba and then for for just for purposes of putting them in an order I would have to go NFL, and I don't think they're a close second. I'll just okay. have them doing a little bit more than right. the other leagues. The then I would go baseball, and hockey and would hockey. definitely yeah, right, be right, right. at the they're bottom. The yeah. Now, the reason I can't really say a close second right. for the NFL right, they really is the fact that they make changes – for lack of a better word, when changes need to be changed. And right. don't take me out of context when I say that. What I mean by saying that is pressure comes and then they make changes or right. they make adjustments. Right. Whereas the NBA has done stuff without being pressured. Right. Uh, the players were allowed to, with the Trayvon Martin situation, they were allowed to wear the I Can't Breathe t-shirts. Mm -hmm. They were allowed to put social messages on t-shirts again coming up in the bubble they will they have a partnership with nike mm -hmm. where players can customize their shoes okay. to represent for the cause cool. they also have um a, a, a clause in play where players can adjust their uniforms where they can take their last name off right. and put quotes or whatever they want you know in support of okay. racial um inequality on their jerseys so far and above i think the nba is more in tune oh, yeah. with what's going on right. and they are allowing these players to use their platform yeah. so again i think that that's another reason why they are the best equipped to succeed because again like i said they are paying attention and they have players that are speaking out uh more than just doing a Zoom video with their players or their teammates, they are actually being or being they're actually being present at these rallies and these marches. They're actually organizing events. Um, if you don't know, just to piggyback for the sister organization or the little sister of the NBA, the NBA, the WNBA, and I give her crazy, crazy shout outs and crazy kudos. One Maya Moore who took a fight and got this African-American man released from jail. He was just released over the weekend. So she fought. She set out an entire basketball season to fight for this man, to get him out of jail, to get him released from jail. So I give her kudos for that. And then piggybacking off the NBA, the WNBA, they have players who will sit out the season due to the pandemic and, more importantly, due to the movement, Black Lives Matter, the racial injustices that are going on. And I'm like, yes, Shawana, Maya Moore, definite, definite kudos to her. We love her for what she did. It was a great feat. Now, moving along, so those are, are my reasons why I think the NBA will be the best um, league to succeed. Like I said, because they are... Um, better equipped and better in tune with what's going on today and their players are more prevalent we see them a little bit more than we've seen out in public
So, all right, folks, coming up in your next segment of the Sports Rap Podcast, or rather part two of the Sports Rap Podcast, we're going to talk a little Colin Kaepernick, little NFL, and maybe even get to some NCAA football. Here we go. Stay tuned, folks. Coming right at you. folks we are definitely back in this part two again we will discuss the nfl got some colin kaepernick talk and we might even get to a little bit of ncaa some things that i saw that i thought was interesting with that so as you left off as we left off we discussed the nba and why we thought that they would be the best league or the league most equipped to succeed um in this moment and we talked a lot about how they are connected to the cause. Um, the players are more in tune. Like I said, not taking away from anything that has been done with the NFL, and I'm going to talk about a few things with that in a second, but it just seems to me that the NBA has a better grasp on the whole situation uh, than the other leagues uh, so far. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about is over the weekend, you know, people know it was 4th of July weekend. I particularly really didn't celebrate. Um, Like I said, I am more in tune with the cause. And like I said, as I've been reading and as I've been following um, Steven Jackson, I see the difference that needs to be made. So I kind of shied away from actually celebrating the 4th of July this weekend. And there was also a tweet from Colin Kaepernick. And this is the tweet, and I quote, Black people have been dehumanized, brutalized, criminalized, and terrorized by America for centuries and are expected to join your commemoration of independence. While you enslaved our ancestors, we reject your celebration of white supremacy and look forward to liberation for all, end quote. So everybody that was tuned in, folks, we are back. Jackie Bridges is back tuned in and before we get into talking a little bit about this um tweet from colin kaepernick if you did not already know i posted it i told you he has just landed a six-part docuseries on netflix Um, i believe the series is called black and white and i believe in this story or i feel like in this docuseries you will get a better look a better understanding of colin kaepernick right and a lot more people will finally realize or finally pay attention to the legit, the real reason for his initial protest when he started. So we move into the NFL. And when we talked about the NBA, and like I said, the NBA has things that are in place. So they already have stated that there will be no fans in the NBA games, but they have guidelines and precautions for Players players can come and sit in the stands, but they have to sit a few rows back. They also uh, need to be social distanced um, while they're in the stadiums if they are attending games. So the NFL 
initially is proposing this would you be willing to sign a waiver to attend an NFL game anybody that's tuned in on the live you, you can chime in as well again would you be willing to sign a waiver to attend an NFL game why that means what that means like it's consequence, not bad consequences. Basically what that means is you will sign a waiver, whereas if you are in that stadium at that game, mm-hmm. you practice social distancing right. or whatever, someone coughs, doesn't cover their mouth, whatever, and you somehow, some way, God forbid, get test positive for COVID-19, it's mm-hmm. all on you. It's nothing you can do you to waiver. the NFL because right. you signed that waiver. You think that's a fair, fair deal? Would you sign one? No, because it, I understand why they do that because it's the new norm, whatever. So answer your question. That, that has nothing to do with the new norm. That's protecting them. Yeah, protecting them. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, I, no, I wouldn't sign a waiver. Because really, it's no, at the end of the day, it's because about their money. I wouldn't sign a waiver because of the simple fact that I mean, even yeah. though you, you, you put that label there and you say, uh, I signed a waiver or whatever, right. the, the bottom line is you I'm in your facility. Right. And if something happens to me, then that means you didn't have the safety precautions in place right. for me to do that. So you. with this pandemic, mm-hmm. they already know that they have little or no control over the pandemic right. or the virus. Right, right. But you do have control over who you let in and how you let people in. Right. So, I mean, you can... Temperature check people yeah, at the door, whatever. Yeah. You can tell people to wear masks. Right. But me, as a, a mask wearer, um, frontline person, though, I have to wear a mask for like eight hours at least a day. I understand where people are going to take the mask off for a little bit to get some air. And like I said several times when this very beginning of this pandemic, we don't know people's habits Everybody is not as safety and health conscious as the next person. So you have to be mindful of that. So I would definitely not sign a waiver. Stan, thanks for tuning in. Mm -hmm. Dana, thanks for tuning in as well. I definitely would not sign a waiver. And that's another reason why I would say I couldn't really put the NFL as a close second. Right, yeah, but for just for yeah, sakes of the conversation right, and the dialogue, right. I would put them second. Right. But you want me to sign a waiver. So basically you're telling me enter at your own risk. That's the only league that says that so far? So far, that's the only league. So you're basically telling me to enter at my own risk. I don't go to NFL games anyway. Um, I don't think... That's a good idea. I don't think it's a smart idea, especially not now. I mean, just have it to where the other leagues are. It's no fans. Yeah. You're still going to be able, you're going to be afforded to have games on televised. Like we know the NBA has games that are going to be on their family of networks, TNT, W, I mean, TNT, ESPN, ABC, and NBA TV, and ABC. We know games are going to be. It may not get, we may not get all of them, but we're going to get some games on there. Right. Same thing when the WNBA starts. We're going to get some ESPN games there. Games. When the hockey starts, 
we're going to get some hockey games mm-hmm. on TV. Yes, when football starts, yep. you're going to get games on TV. So getting back to the NFL, mm-hmm. I think that they should scrap that idea. Uh, they are already in a bad way, if you will, as far as their fan base and everything that's going on with the NFL in the past several years. So you should be looking to try and recoup some fans, if you will. But putting this out where you may have to ask ask fans to sign a waiver, just not a good look right right now uh, for the NFL. Just definitely, definitely not a good look at all. So, another thing that I want to get to with that, like I said, you mentioned, I've mentioned the Colin Kaepernick series series on Netflix, and of course, I've got my ear to that situation. So when I, as I get more information, mm-hmm. I will definitely share the information with you, so you will know how you can watch that docu series. So finally, before we close out, we got some NCAA stuff going on. Mel, what's going on? What's up? So, there has been a question posed, and we talked about this a little while back okay. uh, when Baldy was here and when they first started this, this NCAA playoff thing. And one of the things that is being talked about or has been discussed, it's just been thrown out there um, hypothetically, theoretically, if you will, is what if there was a 12-team football playoff for college? Yeah, 12 teams instead of the four. So, you know, this is also, you know, um, assuming that there will be a college football season, which we are still up in limbo about that right now. Um, We don't know if it's going to be late or if there's actually going to be a legit season for um, college football. But here is how... They expected possibly this season to go. Um, I'm going to give you the seeds one through twelve. Right. It would be Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Penn State, Oklahoma, USC, Florida, Notre Dame, Texas, Minnesota, and Boise State. Mm-hmm. So, I honestly think that that would be a better deal. For the NCAA, because when they do the four teams, it's so many teams that don't make it because they didn't make that four team range that, you know, that uh, what is it? The BCS status. I think if you add more teams in, you would have more competitive nature nature, uh, games. You could also structure it where. Starting out, you can give the first number one and number two seed a buy. Yeah, I'm about to say yeah. um, like, You know, the teams have buys now, but you can give the number one seed and number two teams a buy. Then okay. you've got ten teams that will play. And they'll play as they seed. Right. You know, they'll seed and then they'll move on to uh, where, you know, where they can get progress in the, um, in the tournament, if you will. Right. So I think it's a good idea. I don't know if they, they would really get to it or not. Um, SEC. You know, with the NCAA and a lot of these uh, BCS stuff, you know, it's all, a lot about the financial situation. It's right. a lot about money. Right. So you, you invite more teams in, you have to have the means to do that. Right. 
I don't see that being a problem for the NCAA, NCAA as far as the monetary or the financial issues or mm-hmm. restraints. As much money as these athletes and these teams bring into these institutions, I don't think that that would be that much of a problem. I also think that it would be more exciting to have those extra teams in. And like you said, you, you give those teams a better shot. The teams that we said that would be close and would be neglected because of the BCS status or whatever, I think they would have a better chance, um, a more fairer chance, if you will, of winning a championship and being in the playoff. And I I think it would just make for better competition, you know, Mm -hmm. because like you said, you you would have the two teams that would have the bye. Mm -hmm. So teams would fight to get that by in the first round. Yeah. And then teams would fight now more because they know that now I have a better chance. You know, a, a lot of teams now probably figure, all right, I can do this, and then I'll just wait and see what bowl I get, yada, yada, yada. Right. You know, it, it would make it more competitive now where teams would, instead of saying, yeah, we've done this so far, we're going to get shortchanged, we'll just get a better bowl game than we expected. Now they have something to fight for. Mm-hmm. Now they can say, yo, we can sneak in this and possibly be playing for a championship where we could have been left out in the cold. Right. So I think that that is a great decision for the NCAA to look into heavily and try and uh, make that up. Right. Now, lastly, I want to get back to this real quick. And if you were tuned in, like I said, this is something that was brought up at the end of the morning rush. Mm -hmm. And I just mentioned it real quick, and I said I had something going into it. And the NFL is also thinking of playing the Negro National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing, at the beginning of games alongside or along with the Star Spangled Banner, the National Anthem, whatever you want to call it. I have a lot of questions about that. Um, because of the way I feel about the national anthem. Um, And one question being, lift every voice and sing. Will they play the entire song? Or will they decide to give us what they want to give us to maybe, for lack of a better word, pacify us as they did with the national anthem? And we all know I have tons and tons of issues and comments and things about the national anthem or the star spangled banner whichever you use to call it and i mentioned this you know before simply monica and rock the barber left and a lot of people still don't know after we've done this on air on our show way back when when colin kaepernick first began his protest and we broke it down baldy frank and myself we talked about it the national anthem or the verse of the national anthem that is sung prior to sporting events. It's only the first verse. If you don't know people, there are four verses to to the complete song, The Star Spangled Banner. Okay. Um, If you are an African American, if you Google it, which I suggest that you should, you should pay attention. You can take that copy right there, Frank. You you should pay attention to the third verse, especially. But my questions begin with the Star Spangled Banner or the National Anthem, as people have affectionately called it, not myself per se, 
But the questions I have is, or are, why is the first verse the only verse that's sung? Right. Why was it instituted to play this or sing this song at the beginning of sporting events? Where did that come from? Where did all that come from? And more importantly, again, that first question, why is there only one verse sung? You could, you could, you could initially argue right out the gate that the song's too long, it's too many verses, it's lengthy, whatever, yada, yada, yada. I could, I could hear that. Don't know how much I could agree with it, but I could hear that and I could understand someone bringing that argument to the table. But you plan on now, and I'm referring to the NFL, possibly playing Lift Every Voice and Sing. Are you, are you going to play the entire song? Or are you going to pick what part of the song you want played or sung and leave it at that? And, and I say that, and it kind of piggybacks what I was saying before about when we asked, when you asked me, Frank, about the order of how the league and how the leagues would succeed, right. and what I mentioned about the NFL, you got these issues going on, you got these things going on, yeah. and you just heard about the NBA and what they're doing with Nike. Now they've got this pressure for the Redskins to change their name doing stuff and this fly. and that. Yeah. You're adding things in on the fly. Yeah. So you're trying to pacify us as you move along. So you don't really have you don't really have a plan. You you're you're moving along and you're trying to add things in to save face. Yeah, you're adding things in to try and save face. And this is what I meant when I said I feel that the NBA is more genuine or more in tune or has a better grasp of what's going on. You know, and we'll still it's still yet to see how this plays out with the NBA mm-hmm. and their stuff. Right. But what they're putting forward mm-hmm. is giving every impression that they are more in tune with what's going on than some of the other leagues. Yeah. True. And I brought up that thing about the national anthem uh-huh. to kind of flip the script a little bit on this racial thing. Right. And I saw it because I saw another article. And it was an article where the National Women's Soccer League mm-hmm. wants them to stop playing the national anthem in the beginning of their games because they understand. Oh, okay, okay. You know, wow. they understand, and I, I give them kudos for that. But that also brought me back to the um, breaking down the national anthem as we did. Mm-hmm. Megan Rapinoe, huge, huge uh, in the social scene. Um, in the fight for rights, she's big on their fight, and I talked about their fight for their equality um, with the men's national team, wow. where they feel like they've been slighted. So again, there's a league that is wanting the national anthem not played, you know, at their sporting or the beginning of their events, right. which I think is 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 a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Also, the NBA. Again, the players are just walking the walk. walk. Like I said, it's not being seen as much as it should be, but as me, myself, I pay attention and I've been doing things and following. Again, like I said, they've got a big voice with Steven Jackson spearheading his movement. Mm -hmm. 
And a lot of these guys, like I said, have been directly in the public eye in these protests with regular people for the fight. And a lot of times, a lot of instances, if you don't know these players, you wouldn't even know who who they are. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't even know who they are. They'd be standing right next to you. You wouldn't even know who they are. So, so again, I give them kudos for that. And, and, and like I said, you have players in the NBA that are standing up for the cause. Some of them being different than the others, but they're still standing up. Like, you have the Kyrie Irvings and who are against this start due to the racial insensitivities that are going on. Great fight. And then you also have the ones that are coming back and are trying to find ways. Like Austin Rivers, I mentioned, had presented um, a fact that the guys that come back, they can use part of or all of their salary for this restart to help fight the causes of Black Lives Matter. So on both sides of the fence, if you will, the NBA is making attempts to show you how in tune they are with what's going on in society. And again, that's another reason why I think that they will be or they are the best equipped to succeed because they're looking down the road. They don't have that, what we like to say a lot of times, tunnel vision. They are looking at the broad picture and looking at things that may arise as far as with them restarting their league and as far as them having a a voice in this social uh, institution of Black Lives Matter or this social movement where they have a voice in it, and it's a positive voice, and they're showing that they have the support. With that being said, folks, great show. show. I've been hearing the thunder as I sit here, so I urge you, it was warm earlier, be careful today. Um, There is a severe thunderstorm watch um, in the picture for this afternoon. So again, we changed it up a little bit, like we say, with this pandemic that we are still in. Be safe on purpose. If you don't have to go out now, you have to wear a mask everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. If you don't have to go out, don't go out. Today is a Monday. Enjoy your Monday the best that you can, like I said, with this thunderstorm coming. If you need to get out, get out and try and get out and get things done before this storm hits right. so you can be in the house and be safe. Right. As always, tune in each and every Monday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., heat100radio.com, yep. to Sports Rap Radio Show with your boy, Sports Rap D., Frank is in the building today. You know where to find me. Social media, Facebook, the group page, Sports Rap Radio Show. Instagram and Twitter, at Sports Rap underscore D. Website, SportsRapRadio.com. And YouTube. Get over to YouTube, Sports Rap TV. I got plenty of video there. Some of the video for today will go up later on YouTube. And also, iHeartRadio and everywhere you get your podcast, search the Sports Rap Podcast. You can get us there, too. It's your boy, D, signing out. See you next week. Peace. Thanks for tuning in.